Hello and welcome to Underneath the Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Cherie Simmons, author, entrepreneur, educator, and I'm so excited for our episode today. For the past couple of weeks, we have been discussing the truth series, dealing with different topics that we deal with every day underneath our hats. We all wear different hats in our lives. And so we've been diving in and having discussions about topics that affect all of us, men, women, young adults, seasoned folks. And so we started off with our church series where we spoke about the good, the bad, and the ugly of being a first lady, a pastor's wife. And now we're going to dive into another part of the church, being an administrative assistant. So without further ado, I would like to welcome our guest for tonight. You may know her or learn to know her as Reverend Teresa Jackson, but I know her as mom. So let me welcome our guest. Reverend Teresa Jackson. Hi, Mark. Hi, Cherie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Okay, you're not nervous. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. All right. So before we dive into Church Hurt, let's tell the audience a little bit about you. Okay, well, as you've just heard, I am Cherie's mother. Um, She's the oldest of three children. Uh, I have been in the administrative secretarial field since, well, at at my current location for almost 24 years now. But prior to that, a job that I've ever had has been around secretarial work. And I do this because I love what I do. So um, that's about it as far as uh, being the administrative assistant. I am, as she mentioned, I am a minister. I, I am ordained. And not only do I work at a one church full time, I work at another church part time as the executive assistant. And I've been doing that since December of last year. Okay, well, this should be interesting. So let's yes, dive in. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's dive in. We always talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I let our guests, my guests, decide what they want to talk about first because some people like to leave with the good and then leave the bad for later. I like to leave with the bad and end on a good note. So we'll let you choose which one you would like to share as far as being an administrative assistant or executive assistant for so long? Okay, well, I'm going to take them in the order that you stated them, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I will end on a good note. So as far as the good is concerned, I love what I do. Like I said, I've been doing this a long time. I actually began to get into the secretarial field or like doing that kind of work. I was in fifth grade and I learned how to type. And not to tell my age, but I actually taught myself on a manual typewriter. So by the time I got into fifth grade and learned um, from, you know, from a teacher, I pretty much knew the keyboard. 
So um, again, I love what I do and also getting to know people because I don't know if you know this, Sheree, but I ended up where I am now because I had a great aunt who took me to this particular church as a child and she would say, who is that? Go tell so-and-so this. I'm like, and then I'm like, who is that? What did I find them? She said, you need to know people. You need to know people's names. So that allowed me to become inquisitive, I guess, to find who these people are. And then when the opportunity came for the job, I was ready to do that, even though I was at a law firm at the time. But getting to know the people and the fact that I love what I do. Now, is it easy? No, and I'm not talking about the work, but we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the main reasons why um, about the good of being for me. I only speak for me is that I love what I do. I love um, taking care of individuals and meeting people. Um, I'm much of a talker. You know, if I didn't have to answer the telephone, that would be fine. People tend to like my telephone. Okay, so telephone is part of it. But, and then, like I said, getting to know people. Okay, so that's the good part. Now, what would you say has been the bad part of being an administrator, assistant for so long? Okay, so for the bad, the church that I work for, mm -hmm. I grew up there. And because I grew up there, some of those same people are still there. And they see me as that little girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm far from that little girl. You know, I as I have a title on my name, which is, you know, which is fine. Thank God for it. I've, I've gone to school and gotten degrees, you know. And so I'm a changed individual. My spiritual life and spiritual walk and life is different than what a little girl. So there are things about me that I'm under that little girl, but that's how they see me. And that's how they treat me. Mm -hmm. And so for so long, I kind of bite my tongue and not, because I'm always going to respect my elders. Yeah. But it's not always easy. But it's something that I was brought up doing, you know. I may try and fuss at the end of the commission, but during that time, and it doesn't feel good. I don't think people realize that everyone has feelings, you know, and um, especially now with me being a minister, people think I won't say what it is that I really want to say. And, and really, knowing me, I probably would not because I'm kind of, I'm still. I've been a minister, I'm an introvert, and I am, I am, you know, so I'm not going to be disrespectful. But the fact that I've been in that particular church for so long, I joined that church when I was 11. And so that becomes an issue and a problem for me. And then, um, and with that, I feel unappreciated. You know, they don't appreciate 
the work that I, that I give, uh, the things that I do, and there's so many examples, and I don't even know what time for that. Just the unappreciation that that I received, and like I said, some people have known me since I was 11 years old. So those those are a couple of the bad things. One more not being by those that um that I'm doing. There are some issues with with other people. Um, those that have known me for a very long time, they don't support me. They don't speak up for me. You know, so I just you know have to do what I have to do. And like I said, it doesn't feel good all the time, or one of the time. And the fact that I am I am a grown woman with three of my own children, and if I don't allow my children to be disrespectful, then it's kind of hard for me to sit back and receive disrespect. But that's the bad part. Yeah. And you want me to keep on to the ugly part? <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so what's the ugly part? Because it's somehow it's another part of the church that you play that I would love to get insight on too. But let's finish with the administrative assistant component. What's the ugly part? Of being an administrative The ugly part would be the, the attitudes of Christian people. Mm. It's not, and I worked in corporate, but the mm. difference between corporate for me and, and working in the church is where the corporate people stand. When you're going to church and working for a church, respect a certain type of Something you expect things to be different. Your attitude to be different. You expect to to receive love. You expect to receive understanding. You just expect a certain level of of different type of attitude. And where I work, that's not what I get. And then I'm not saying with everybody, but the leaders. And I've sat under, or I've worked under. Two senior pastors and two interim pastors of that church, and so I've I have some experiences. Yeah. So being and I grew up in the church, so I know exactly the people that you are talking about, and the fact that when you come back to the church. And as an adult, they see you differently. They treat you a different way. Um, so I can only imagine working there. And I have heard some of the stories that you share with my sister and I. And I definitely tell you all the time, you're better than me. Because <laughs> yeah, it happened to either Twala or I, it would have been a whole different situation. Yeah. That's why I have yeah. not gone back to join that church yeah. because I yeah. know the makeup of the people. And plus, yes. I always said that if you can survive being a member of that church, Amen. you can survive anything anybody can say or do to you. Because Absolutely. that would be a battleground to prepare me for life. Like there's nothing that it's you like yeah, that it's like David in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
It's like David in the Bible, he was he everything he went through, it was his battleground experience to prepare him for what God had for him next. So yeah, you're absolutely correct. It is it's, it's the battleground. It's it's hard for me to go in there every day and now during COVID, so the hours have been cut and the pay has been cut. So Ooh. I just give all praise to God for um for me being able to make it right now. But even with that, even with doing the cuts. They, they're very nasty about it. And, you know, I, 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 so I praying that the Lord would move me. And I've been praying for, for like, since after the fifth year of this 24 years that I've been there, Lord, please, you know, send me somewhere else. But for whatever reason, I'm still there. And like I said, I'm grateful for the, for the, for the job. But as an administrative assistant, I know it doesn't have to be like this. And the reason I went back to school and received my um, my master's in HR was because of me being where I am now, understanding that it's not supposed to be like this. But then even with that, with me having that kind of educational experience, they don't want to use, use it. They don't come to me asking anything because I'm just little old Teresa who sits there typing, answering the phone, and preparing the bullets. That's how the majority of them see me. Yeah. Oh, Lord, there's so much more to it than that. So Now, growing up in the church and then working in the church, what advice would you give someone who's making that transition? Because I remember when I became, went from being a teacher at Jesse Owens to being an administrator, someone from that church, one of my mentors told me, mm -hmm. it's gonna be hard, don't do it. Don't go from working with people and then now you're their boss. But it was the best experience I had because I came in with the mindset of, I'm, is, I'm an equal just like you. I may have moved up in the ranks, but I didn't come in treating them differently because my title changed. So what advice would you give someone who's deciding if they should make that type of vertical move where they're going from being a member to working in a higher position or any position of, at that matter? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have learned my lesson. Ooh. Don't do it. You, I mean, on the outside, you think it's something good, right? You think, oh, I grew up here in this church, and these are the sweetest and the nicest people. And for me, I wouldn't do it again. And I've oh. since being a minister, I've I've run into some ministers who are pastors of their church of the churches that they've grown up in. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge. Mm -hmm. it's, so it's just not me, you know, saying about working in the in in the environment that I grew up in. There are other people in other fields that feel the same. It's, it is a challenge. So um and 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 Sheree, I tell you, and, and everyone that's, that's listening, we're talking about a strong prayer life. Lord, increase my faith. Yes. Mm. 
I have gone home crying. I have gotten to the point where I have threatened an individual about uh, speaking a lawyer because he was harassing me verbally. And I'm talking within the last couple of years. So it's been a challenge. And again, if I had to do it over again, it, it myself right now would tell myself in a couple of years, don't do it. Mm. Yeah, do that. Because do I know now, now I understand. I'm sorry. Do you have a breaking point? My breaking point is here. <laughs> but as I said earlier, I don't want to just walk out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you get so I get frustrated sometimes when I'm like, Lord, if I could, I would just walk. You know, because the things that people say to me, the way that I'm treated, they make you feel like this, you know, this, this little. And um, because of the church that we've come from, we know that what's, what's important to them is what kind of degree you have or if you have a degree at all. Yeah. Okay. And not to brag, but a lot of them don't know. I have three. Right. But because... I'm not them or on the in crowd. You know, it doesn't matter because still all they see is that little girl who was running around here in the church or going to Sunday school or whatever it was that I was doing, singing mm -hmm. in the choir or whatever. So, um, yeah, my breaking point really started, like I said, like five years in, and I've been there almost 24. Woo. What and made you say? What made me say? Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to find another job. <laughs> For real. Really, mom? Really? Yes. I mean, again, I love what I do. So I can do what I do anywhere. Really. Right. I, mean, I can do this kind of work anywhere. But like I said, I pray and ask God to to move me, send me somewhere else. I go and I search for, you know, res do send my resume here and there. It's like nothing is biting. So I'm like, okay, God, I'm supposed to be here, I guess. So, but I tell you something about, about God. He always sends somebody to be served as an angel for me. Every single time. Mm. It's like, I don't know what's coming next, but whatever's coming, there's always somebody there that I can vent to. And he sends them there to that particular church, whether they're an officer, whether they're chair of a, of a committee, whether there's another employee, whether it was, whether it's a pastor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so I've reached my breaking point, but it's. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Uh, because I probably feel right now, given some of the stories I've heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always believe that even in the midst of being, um, God makes you uncomfortable because He's getting ready to move you, or it's a lesson He wants you to learn. So, and even in the midst of chaos and confusion, there's something that we're supposed to learn. So what do you think has been your lesson so far with 24 years on this job and having gone through 
19 years of being at your breaking point? Well, my lesson, and I learned this a long time ago, probably like 10 years ago, well, no longer than 10, maybe 15 years ago, if not longer, um, that everything I do, do it to the glory of God. Because if I do it as if God is sitting right there with me, and because yep. I reverence God the way that I do, mm-hmm. then e- even though it's not easy to hear all of that stuff that people say or all the things that people try to do to me, I just have to focus on my relationship with God. And I think that besides God sending an angel every now and again, I think that has helped me along the way. Just, to, just okay, God, this is you and me. Because right. I tell you, I, I have gone home crying. You know, somebody wanted to fire me. You know, one of the interim ministers wanted to get me fired. And, and the leaders at that time were backing her. And they had just met me. Hmm. You know, but, um, yeah, I would just continue to, for, you know, this is what I've learned. is just to continue to pray and, and, and trust God. Um understand that it's not about me mm-hmm. you know so it feel like it is at the moment but it's not about me and just do every, everything that I do I do it to the glory of God and I have to remember and remind myself you're doing this as if God was sitting right here with you because mm-hmm. if he's sitting right there with you then he's going to give you everything that you need to make it through at least the day and we'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow yeah yeah it's actually funny you say that setting small goals which makes it easier for you to reach um you know i like my soap operas so i was just upstairs watching general hospital today and one of the characters is dealing with alcoholism and she Mm -hmm. got her first um one day sober coin and the person who gave it to her monica quartermain you i Mm -hmm. think the one who gave it to her, she said, um, don't worry about taking it day by day. Just focus on hour by hour. Mm. So instead of saying I'm one day sober, just take it hour by hour. The smaller the goal, the better your chances of reaching your mm. ultimate goal. So right. that is definitely true in life. And I love how you say you do things as if God is sitting there with you which is what integrity is. And nowadays, people lack integrity. They only right. do things based on what they hope somebody will see. Or I'm doing right. this so somebody can see so this can happen. They're right. not doing it because it's ultimately down deep in them. And that's just who they are. Their mm-hmm. character is shaky. And so they do things for show instead right. of doing it to show that they're a good person. Right, right. Yeah. Now, because you're here and you have a dual role in the church, not only are you an administrative assistant, but you're also a minister. So yes. in that position, what is a lesson that you've learned about the church and all the, of the different levels that there are within it? Are we talking this particular church or just me being a minister in general? <laughs> um, well, you know, 
as you know, my pastor, when I first became, when I first joined the church of where I am now and before I became a minister, but it still applies. Mm -hmm. um, my pastor told me, don't worry about people. People are going to be people. And for even in the church, you know, people get a title and they just they just want to run with it and, and put on this important hat, you know, but you're still a person. And at the end of the day, like I just said, which is what I've been living by, is you still need to do everything you do to the glory of God, you mm -hmm. know. So and, and people don't do that. We get into we get stuck on the titles that we have and. In my role as administrative assistant, in my role as a minister, I see that. And even as, as an executive assistant, and that's at a whole nother church, but see, I don't know those people, so I can't, but that's a wonderful experience for me. But as a minister, I see it at a different level. Mm -hmm. I see the, the, the individuals or the committees or the boards and, and, and they're fighting against each other and I just don't understand it but that's what happens mm -hmm. and as a minister um, it, it, it grieves my spirit to see that because at the end of the day we are all supposed to be walking up having a faith walk and we're all supposed to be confessing and professing to love God. And if you're loving God, then you're not going to have all of this fighting and all these other things that, that's going on. I don't want to talk to this person because this person, I don't like this person. And if you're doing this for that person, then you need to let me know you're doing it for that person. And don't nobody have time for that. <laughs> I don't I don't have time for it. But that's that's what I see. Um even on the level of being a minister. When I first became a minister, there was some jealousy. Yeah. Even with the older people, you know, and listen, I always tell people, it's not easy being a minister. I'm not a pastor. I'm a minister. I'm an ordained minister. But um, some of the older ministers were, they treat me, you know, Pastor automatically gave me a position, you know, as the administrative administrator over the ministerial staff. People, I mean, you know, that's like coming into anything. Who yeah. is that? Why is she, you know, but that's what he did. So it's a journey. And I still ask God, really? Me? Are you sure? <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it's an experience. I, I love, like I said, I started out saying, even with ministry, I love what I do. You know, preaching, preparing sermons, I love to write. So I love, when I get into my preparation for a sermon, don't bother me because I'm focused. So, yeah. Well, I can, you know, I was married to a pastor and being in that position, I would look at the people sometimes and be like, really? Like, y'all want a lot <laughs> that you could do for yourself. The veil yeah. was ripped so that you didn't have to go through another person to get yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. Because they were called for everything. Yeah. And that's one thing I can say about 
my ex-husband was, he set boundaries. It was just certain stuff. One going to happen. I'm not coming running every five minutes. And they tried it because that's yeah. what they were used to with the previous pastor. But that running for frivolous stuff wasn't happening. Yeah. And it, it just baffles me how one minute people, certain people in the church can act like children. And then another minute they want to be the big bad wolf. And right. the next minute they're as meek as a lamb. It's like it's bipolarism all over the place. It's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And I really have to take my hat off to pastors and ministers because I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I, well, pastors, you know, they their head is a little bit bigger than, you know, than a minister because we don't have to, we follow the pastor's lead, right? Mm -hmm. Even if at the other church where I'm an executive assistant, mm -hmm. I follow the pastor's lead. Um, and I do what it is the pastor wants me to do. Now, he, you know, sometimes you have me going to this meeting and going to this, this seminar and all these different kinds of things. But as a pastor, as I've watched that that one, and I've been under two at my current uh, location, God bless their ministry. Yeah. Yeah. People are and get mad when they don't move when they and don't let someone in the family pass. Oh Lord. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. It's, it's That's why a whole big deal. That's why <laughs> yep, it's a whole big deal. So and you know what? If I say unappreciated, Sheree, let me let me say this. Um as where I am now, they don't have a ministry, they have an interim, right? Mm -hmm. So before they receive the interim, the Lord put it in my spirit to do something because they were not doing anything. They were not doing having prayer, they were not doing anything. So I began to do a vocal call every Saturday and do a, a, a inspirational word and a prayer. Yeah. People complained about that. You know. You're not getting anything you know, because it was me doing it. And then as soon as the intro minister came, they were like, are you going to take that over now? And he said, no. Kevin Jackson's doing fine. They wanted him to take it over just because of whatever they were feeling toward me. Didn't think I was the person that needed to do that. And I still do it, and I'm going to do it until the Lord says, no. I hear from guys everywhere. As soon as he tell me to stop, I'm not going to do it anymore. So yeah, that, yeah. it's it's something. Mm, mm, mm. My one of my mentors, she calls the, them the aristocratic church because she has experience with them too. But yeah. people she knows, and it's it's. Uh, Whenever I hear your stories, I just shake my head. Like, and I know the other side of you, and yeah. I'm just waiting for it to come out because I don't who I grew up with. And I'm like, where is she? They don't want that. But they yeah, I would I would like to warn them though. Um oh, well, yeah. I've noticed a couple of like last week it's starting to creep out. <laughs> I want to take cover. But I don't treating people any kind of way, and you're supposed to be the church. Now I've grown up in church since I was ten years old, and my 
I when I joined, it was more about religion. Do it this way, follow that rule. You can't do that. You can't wear that. You gotta follow act this way. But as I've gotten older, I've formed a relationship with God. And so mm-hmm. all of those things that we were told we could and couldn't do, that's not important. The, the important thing is how do you communicate with him? Do you right. know his voice when he tells you something? Right. And you have people in the church that go to church, but they don't know who God is. They, they do, they're doing it. And, and I don't want to sound judgmental, but I can only say what I say based on what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And because I sit there every day, and because I know them, they do what they do out of routine. Yeah. Sunday is church. We're going to church on Sunday. Tuesday is this board meeting. I'm part of that. I need to be there. Yeah. What drives me crazy, people on these boards will sit there for 25 years and couldn't tell you where the back door is. That drives me crazy. But that's the thing. You can tell if they know God or not. If you've been to another church, and that's something else. You have these people who have grown up in this one church their whole life. They've never seen any other church and how it operates. And being a former first lady and moving to other churches, I've been to six churches in my whole life. I have seen the different ways that other churches operate. And it's not until you take those rose-colored glasses off. And see the difference between a church that practices religion or routine versus a church where people have a relationship. You can tell if a person has a relationship. Even the relationships we have with each other. If you have a significant other, there are certain things that you do with your significant other that will spew off until you doing it with somebody else. Yeah, The way you talk to people, the way you greet people. If right. you've been saying, hey, sweetie, every time you come in, sometimes you slip and say, hey, sweetie, to a perfect stranger because right. you used to having that conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you have a relationship with God, then you know that God doesn't treat people any kind of way. Right. And if you come in every day, every week, and you treat somebody in a nasty way, that lets me know that you don't have a relationship with God. Right. Yep. And I can say going, being in that building and taking the rose-colored glasses off and hearing some of these stories the same way that those people treated me when I was there is the same way that they're treating you now. So they don't have a relationship. And that was a reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because we've been walking around so long hiding underneath our heads and not dealing with the stuff that we have going on inside of our heads, inside of our hearts, inside of our spirits. They cause right. us to hurt each other because we're hurt. Because we yeah. have dealt with it and healed from it. And yeah. I wanted to start with the church because that's the foundation of most black people. Yes. That's what we learned. How to give a speech. How to stand correct. How to dress up correct. What we could and could not say. How you're supposed to treat people. And to see yeah. Things that people are saying and doing, and the main ones saying and doing it now, even over social media, are church people. Yeah, I got a problem with that, especially right. when you you believe in God. No, you don't. You know yeah. who he is, but you don't have a relationship with him. Right, and then you know, and not be in a relationship with them. Right, and 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 then you know, um, some of my worst hurts are in the church. That <laughs> church. 
that church that you were where I am employed right now every day. Um, and some of the same people, the people that hurt me are still there. You know, and never has have has either any of them ever said I apologize. You know, but like I said, I just keep praying, and 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 one day God is going to move me. I mean, they they minor. Major and minors, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's also bad when people come in who have, who have absolutely no idea about the church overall, and they come in to provide a service or whatever, and then they sit in on a meeting and find out, they come to me and say, what in the world? Yeah. You know? New staff people, new employees come in and, and maybe like, tell me something about what should I expect when I go to this meeting? What about this person? I'm not one to do that. My mm -hmm. response is, I want you to find out everything you need to find out on your own. Yeah. Unlike what they've done for me. You can tell right. the Unlike what they do Unlike what they do to me, what they've done for me, for me, because somebody don't doesn't like me on this particular day and they bad talk me, you know, mm -hmm. they share with somebody else something negative about me. And then that person they're sharing it with has an opinion of me and never had a conversation with me. Yep. And that's a lot of what I have to deal with every day. But then when somebody new come in and ask me for the tea, if you will, and I'm like, no, I'm not giving you anything. I want you. And then later they'll say, girl, <laughs> I said, oh, you found out some things, huh? And, mm -hmm. then, and they're like, I wish you had told me in advance. No, I don't operate like that. I need right. you to find out. Nobody will ever be able to say, Teresa said something negative. Now, once you experience some things and, we, and you want to talk about it, sure, we can talk. But I'm never going to badmouth someone um first find right. out about it find out for yourself yeah, yeah. So. well i just pray for everyone that's a member of the church one thing my one of my former pastors used to say as part of his benediction he said if everyone was in the church was like me what kind of church would this church be oh lord let me tell you something <laughs> Because like yeah. the Bible says, you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. And if yeah. you are in a relationship or a child of God, we should be able to see something godly about you. Yes. Within a 24 yeah. hours of And yeah. if we see less, more of the devil and less of Jesus, then you cannot say that you are a child of God. And you have right. a lot of people walking around as frauds. Yes. Saying that they're ch children of God, when in fact, based on their actions, they are not. And that's well, you know why we I, have so many you know what people. I who up, what I picked up in the last few, year, few years is that we were all created by God, mm -hmm. but we're not all children of God. I I don't know if people understand that there is a difference because a child of God to me is living according to not saying that you're perfect, but living right. walking the walk the way that God wants us to walk. We've all been created of God, and that's sometimes my prayer. God, I pray for your created children. I know that we're not all doing what it is that you want us to do, you know. Um, 
so that's been a, a little phrase that I've put, that I've picked up and that I you know speak um, speak of sometimes. We're not all yes, we are all created by God, but we're not all children of God in the sense that we are following and living the way that God wants us to live, and that's quite evident in what we see in the world today, even in the church. The church is supposed to be like a hospital. We go there to get healing, you know, even working. Like I said, I started off in corporate and going there and, you know, wanting to, um, the the attitudes that I, that I encountered, even from the very beginning, I'm like, Lord, maybe I need to go back to the law firm. This is crazy, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, this, this has been probably, if not number one, I think it's number one, most definitely number two, hurt on my list of hurts. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So before we close out, since um, you say it's the second thing on your list as far as hurts, what's one thing you have done to help heal yourself from the church hurt? Girl, I pray. <laughs> That's all I know. I, I, you know, and that was before minister became on my, you know, in front of my name. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what else to do but but pray. I've always been a church girl. Yeah. You know? And and as years, you know, have gone by, my relationship with God is getting more and more and deeper and deeper. Um, God has allowed me to experience some things, even in my personal life and my children and all of that. But in my work life, you. <laughs> I stay on my knees I, because of what I have to face. Yeah. What I have to face. And if I had known when my aunt said, you need to learn people's names, and then when this opportunity came, if I had known what I know now, I probably wouldn't have come this way. Mm. And this is just my experience. You know, everybody may not feel the same way. I'm sure they won't. But this is based on the people that I've had to deal with, and they're not all bad, but the leaders that are, that I've mm -hmm. had to encounter, that makes it bad for everybody else. And it has not been easy. So I'm just like, I just pray. And right now my prayer is, God, please. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to go where you send me. Would you hurry up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to end it. But before we do, just in case God sends the right person to watch this video, this podcast, how can people get in touch with you? Okay, well, I mean, I have email. You want me to get my email? Um, I don't want to give my phone number. No, nah, don't do that. And don't want to give out the name of the church. No, nah, I don't do that either. So I'm going to so, put it with your uh, name. So okay. what's the email? What's the email? Risa, yep. R-E-E-S-A-6-4. Yep. J-C-K-S-N at AOL.com. You can tell she's going with an AOL account. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Sheree. So
So I just posted it. So if anybody wants to get in touch with her, she has 24 years experience as an administrator of assistant. And she's very skilled in what she does. So there's her email. Reach out to her. And I want to thank you, Mom, for coming to join us to tell us about Church Hurt in the role of the administrative assistant. And we got a two for one in the role of a minister. So again, yes. thank yes. you so much for joining us, Mom. I'll talk but to thank you. you for Thank you for including me in the number, and I hope someone will hear and 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 be blessed by what they've heard through, through the whole series. Um, there's nothing like church hurt, but you know, God is able. Yes, He and I thank is. You for including me. No problem. All right. Okay, thank you again, Mother, That's Minister Reverend Teresa Jackson. If you want to get in touch with her about a job opportunity, there's her email right next to her name in the scroll. Again, I want to thank her for coming to join me to talk about church hurt in the role of an administrative assistant and as a, a minister. Um, next week's topic, we're going to be finishing up church hurt with a parishioner. So those of us that sit in the pews with participants in certain ministries, we're gonna get her take on the good, the bad, and the ugly of being a parishioner for our final episode of the Church Hurt series. Now, after we finish and conclude the Church Hurt series, we are then going to tap into our family hurts. So mother-child-parent relationships, cousins, siblings, in-laws. Um, we've already had people sign up. We're going to talk about adoption and infertility. So if you would like to share your story with us, just email me at underneath the hat at gmail.com. Again, we'll be discussing family hurt, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you're interested in sharing your story, email me at underneath the hat at gmail.com. I want to thank everyone for joining me. And if you're able, you can check out my book, Underneath the Hat, on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Again, Underneath the Hat, you can find it on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful to all of you who join me every week. Please like and subscribe on the YouTube channel and share it on the Facebook page. And remember to take care of yourself underneath the hat. I will see you all next Saturday as we conclude our Church Hurt series.